The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers. Welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and a proud part of the Roy Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. So our newest sponsor, Silly Rabbit Vape Shop, located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, mentioned Turnbuckle Talk for a discount on all your vape juice and hardware. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. To listen to the podcast, you can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, CastBox, and all those other podcasters out there as well. As always, I am Big Joe. And I'm Carl Garavell. All right, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling and... Wow, there's a lot going on. We have a lot to get to, and this may end up being a bit of a longer episode just to, to worry about we up front, but here, but uh, this is Monday. Last night, we had Hell in the Cell. Just in general, before we start kind of going through at least a couple of the major things that kind of happened here, as a whole, what would you say about the show? Okay, not going into specifics <laughs> or details. Um, as a whole, I mean, it was WWE. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's really about all that you can say about that. Yeah. Um, were there some hits? Sure, there was a couple of good things. Were there some misses? It, yeah, sure, Absolutely. definitely there was some misses. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. It just seemed typical WWE. It really did. Now, before we get to any any really bad stuff, the big thing to stand out to mention on the the very positive side, the match with <clears throat> excuse me, the match with Sasha and uh, and Becky, incredible. They did a great job in there. Top notch. Yeah. You know, given everything else, you know, they really knocked out of the park park with that. All the other matches, you know, pretty solid. With a big exception, Carl, uh, this is probably going to turn into the main topic for this week. This main event match between The Fiend, which is the alter ego of happy-go-lucky Bray Wyatt, and Mr. Seth Rollins. Um, just in general, kind of, Carl, I got to say, this match as a whole and just the, the whole approach, I kind of understand, I think what they were maybe attempting to do. But whoever wrote this, whoever came up with this, and ultimately Vince is the one to blame because he has the final say on all this kind of stuff. All I will say is that for any everybody in charge and involved in laying all of this out, shame on you. <laughs> the, the, this was awful to the point where even one of the, the premier wrestling news people personalities in the business mr bill after which he never does this type of thing spoke out and said 
This was awful. He said he used a four-letter word, yuck. And I share those sentiments 100%. There was so much more that could have been done with that. Um, definitely there was. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, um, you know, friend Jimmy Kaderis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Kaderis, I think, actually put it out there the most properly with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that match last night wasn't about, you know, the hell in the cell. It wasn't about the color of the cell. It wasn't about the lighting. It wasn't about any of that. What it was about was putting the fiend into this type of a situation mm-hmm. this quickly. Yeah. Um, just, it, yeah, I mean, all of this, all of this that was going on wasn't needed this quick. There could have been something else that was done, some other way to go about things. Just very off. I, I mean, it it, uh, it it almost feels like it was just another WWE throw together, go out there and do whatever the hell you want type of thing. Mm-hmm. The, the ending, which um, is a really... I think I have a bit of a different perspective on this, uh, and uh, I'll kind of let you know, uh, the large portion of what people are saying with this thing is uh, when he was doing the mandible claw thing with the blood and stuff, and they are really kind of off-put by that and really grossed out. To be perfectly honest with you guys, and Carl, I was laughing during this section. The, the, to me, this reminded me of when Ultimate Warrior was subject to voodoo from Papa Shango, and he was like pretending to throw up. I thought this was just ridiculous. And it, it had the complete, for me, at least it had the complete reverse effect, which I, I don't no idea what they're actually going for, but this is just stupid. Honestly, any time that Seth Rollins is being audible, I can't take it seriously. Oh, it's like, so bad. It's, it's, it's just such bad acting on Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Ultimate Warrior bad, dude. It's Ultimate like, Warrior it's, bad. Yeah. Oh, it is terrible terrible and there's no way that any of that you could even remotely believe to be real (laughs) like yeah yeah i mean had that been you know somebody else i don't i don't even care who had it been anybody else i think there might have actually been a a little bit of like realism to that going wait a second what is actually going on here but seth rollins and how audible he is and and how terribly audible he is Mm -hmm. just totally ruins the entire thing and when he got to the point where i don't know how many times he did the curb stomp and the super kicks the the crowd completely rejected what was going on carl that there were no audible cheers of any kind going on everybody booing people asking for a refund the aew chance which were very very vocal even after the match was said and done the crowd there's there's videos online you go check for yourself even in the end when they when they cut away and then they cut back to the fiend looking over you know kind of into the crowd with the light shining on no reaction of any positivity whatsoever it was all negative um wow i don't i don't, I, I gotta stop you right there for a second yeah. maybe in that instance there wasn't yeah. but you got to go back and and watch that again um, subject yourself to the horror of watching that again, because <laughs> yeah. as Seth Rollins was do was getting the upper hand, they were booing. Mm-hmm. And then when Bray Wyatt started getting the upper hand, they, the crowd was cheering and it bit, was yeah. loud, audible yeah. cheers. Yeah. 
for Bray Wyatt yeah. and loud audible cheer or boos for Seth Rollins. Like you, you clearly the crowd was going mm-hmm. for the fiend Bray Wyatt in this entire thing. So yeah, there definitely was uh, reactions from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, maybe not in that very last instant. Yep. But yeah, there definitely was audible noise from the crowd, and not just chance of AEW. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, and we, we are going to get to to them a little bit later. When you that scenario that you just laid there, when, when you when we when we take this and then we compare it to AEW in this WWE show, we have the heels getting cheered, and we have the baby faces getting booed and in AEW we had the complete opposite because things were presented right you knew how to feel about the characters on the very first show we were getting the correct reaction so and that's something to, to not ignore there that's right so going uh, from that Carl because uh, I mean the other matches I think, I think were pretty solid but I mean this ending I think it just it ruined it for, for most people now something Wait, else but before before we move on <laughs> yeah. can, can I just say that I am tired of of this like mist being spat into people's faces and this right. is how, how things are going and winning <laughs> seriously really yeah. really that's what we're gonna do we're gonna take probably the best you know women's tag team champions that you have finally giving giving Sarah Logan this amazing push and this this amazing thing with uh, Alexa Bliss yeah. and now you're gonna have the Kabuki Warriors come out there and spew mist into somebody's face and this is how how things are going down bull crap <laughs> it's so Japanese though Carl it's so Japanese you know Vince is and Vince is thinking it's such good you know what oh it's, man yeah. Sickening. Um, let's go to the the SmackDown the wow the SmackDown debut on Fox because this does tie in with the the other topic that you've uh, sent me because actually you came up with the run this week which was very cool. Um, before we get into kind of in details, your overall feeling of the the SmackDown debut on Fox. You mean how they hyped up everything for Raw? <laughs> that 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 was a constant on the entire show it was it was seemed like it was just build up for raw characters build up towards you know raw matches happening it it, it just seemed like a lot you have so many stars that mm-hmm. are on smackdown seriously why why did we need to kick the show off with becky lynch <laughs> this could have been done at any other time you could have had the rock come back for any other reason to put over Becky Lynch but instead you have Becky Lynch kicking off Smackdown <laughs> as the raw women's champ dude before the the show even started I actually watched this pre-show that happened too and again this is Fox right these people should have their things to go on this pre-show actually I had the the visuals right in front of me I took a, a screenshot as this was kind of happening we had Paige uh, show up on uh, they're calling the blue carpet and the, the graphic underneath spells her name P-A-G-E Paige uh, then we had Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss showing up and they had them both they just had Becky Lynch under the both of them and then we had Mojo Rawley and Sami Zayn and his name is spelled incorrectly. <laughs> like, the, this is Fox, and we're, we're getting graphics wrong on, right off the bat. <laughs> right? That's 
that's insane. <laughs> just to me, that just it's it set a bad precedence there. And in the actual show, kicking off with Raw coming out, dude, that did nothing for me. Absolutely nothing for me. We're gonna kick off by it, we're in 2019, and we, we still need to put over the Rock, and we need to. Baron Corbin, he was actually starting to build up some heat, and, and this completely buried him. Completely buried him. Well, as a heel, completely. How do you get back from that? <laughs> well, it, there's, there's, I don't know. There's, there's several different ways that they can come back from that. Of course, are are you going to go out there and let Baron Corbin run the the beginning of the show? No, of course not. He's the heel of the company. Yeah. You need to start it off with a bang. So that's why they brought the Rock in. You bring the Rock in, the Rock's going to spew his verbal diarrhea all over Baron Corbin. Now, this only puts more heat on Baron Corbin because, mm. wow, you just got told off by the best in the business, by the most electrifying man, by the one who created the whole wording for SmackDown. That's that's uh, and that's yeah. that's a huge accomplishment. Like that's something to like puff your chest up and go. See. How many other of you can say <laughs> that you were verbally abused by The Rock? See, for me, I get the complete opposite impression. For me, that just makes him look weak, and it took all it took all the heat off of him. I mean, if you wanted to really establish him as a heel and bring in The Rock, you you should have had Corbin take out The Rock. Then you would have really established him as a heel. To take out this uh, one of your biggest superstars of all time coming over to try and get over with the crowd, you should have had Corbin take out The Rock. Right. But then, I mean, you're running into things like, you know, can The Rock even, even be physical in the ring to that type of an extent? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he's, he's Hollywood now. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they kind of have to take a step back a little bit and kind of, you know, give the rock what he needs and, and and you know especially in hollywood you know if you don't have clearances from agents and all of these other things to go out there and do something you're not doing it yeah so i i kind of understand and i get that i do um would it have been cool to see sure it would have been but i don't know i just th- don't think that things were gone about the proper way and one thing with this too and, and this started to clear up i'll say probably just before halfway through the show I don't know if maybe it was just where I was. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners or you, Carl, had this uh, issue at all. But the the show kept dropping all the time. I was getting a lot of stuttering. A lot of times just the video would cut out. I don't know if it was an issue on Fox in or just my provider here in the area. But that first half hour, a little bit more, was borderline unwatchable. So... I think that was yeah. just you because uh, I I actually uh, PVR'd it and it was perfectly fine on my end. Okay. Again, I mean, it kind of took me uh, out of that, but uh, yeah, after that, it, it really just felt like we're, we're back to regular old SmackDown. I mean, it had a nice shiny gloss of paint on it, but the expression I kind of use, you know, a polished turd is still a turd, right? So uh, th- at least that's, that's my, my impression. Overall, does this make me want to watch going forward? There's nothing that hooked me in to continue to watch SmackDown on a Friday evening. Well, I mean, again, it's just it's typical WWE happening there, right? Um, I mean, I I do have to say, I mean, I hate, you know, how everything is always so negative on the WWE. Let's look at a positive that happened. This entire match that happened with uh, Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens, Hmm. not a bad, quick little match that happened. 
some physicality that happened, some good spots that happened in this as well. I was interested in watching this match closely going, wow, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this, what's going on right now. Um, but I mean, other than that, there really wasn't much more. Mm-hmm. The, I thought the, the opening graphic and video package at the beginning was great and, and felt very Fox and, and whatnot. Oh, yeah. This match with Shane and, and Kevin Owens, I definitely agree. This supposed sports kind of presentation thing that they were going for, I didn't get that feeling at all. I don't know. Did you get that? I, I did not. I mean, like you said, short of like the opening graphics and stuff that yeah. really felt kind of like Monday Night Football-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there really wasn't anything else. It just felt like a typical WWE program. <laughs> now, this is going to tie directly into the first topic that you sent me here, Carl. We ended off with Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. Five seconds to destroy the your number one baby face that you've been running for a while. I understand it. But I still don't like it. I mean, I I understand it too. But yeah, like it's that was I okay. For those of you that have not seen it, okay, you'll you'll see a whole sixty seconds of of the entire thing. Yeah. Okay. Sixty seconds is including entrances, including match, and including uh, shots of the crowd afterwards. Mm -hmm. Look at the shots of the crowd afterwards, and look at Mark Henry. Yeah. Mark Henry's face. Said it all. Yeah. And then we had Rey Mysterio come out with Kane Velasquez. Um, for me, uh, somebody who has some experience watching UFC, and I know you did, uh, did you recognize who this was when you saw him, Carl? Yes. Okay. But in the the casual fan, or the maybe the person watching him for the first time, had to be going, Kane who? Right? Uh, lots of people were thinking, wow, Dominic grew up pretty quick. Like, it, <laughs> I got to say, and I know Kane has been has been working. He's been, he's been training. He's done some stuff with AAA and whatnot. Physique-wise, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm no Adonis myself, Carl, but I'm, I'm not comparing myself to him, but he doesn't really look like a professional wrestler. Like He, he looks like he's been um, eating pretty steady at McDonald's there. Somebody had put a uh, post out with a photo of uh, Kane Velasquez in the ring with Rey Mysterio, and Chris Jericho actually left a comment on that asking who the skinny fat guy is. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, and where they're going with this, totally, I get it. I t- 100% I get it. Like, they're going to have to really do some backstory on this to mm. give people perspective. But for those of you who don't know, Kane Velasquez is the one that dethroned Brock Lesnar in the UFC. Mm-hmm. But how First many, round knockout. Yep. And how many Done. people? How many people right? know that? That's the thing. Are, are they? There seems like they're really banking on people knowing that this rivalry already exists. That's right. That's why I say they really have to step it up and and like Bingo. do some some background on this to give people the the entire perspective on the entire thing, or else it's not going to work. Dude, like your Fox, you, you set up some kind of like UFC almost kind of like press conference thing, and then then you can really kind of go off of this. I mean, we know where this match is going to happen. It's going to happen at, uh, blood, I mean, uh, crown jewel. I almost called it blood money there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that's happening here. I know a lot of people are giving some heat saying, Oh, this should be a WrestleMania match. No, no, no. <laughs> 
those people need to give their head a shake. Right. And if they can't, I'll gladly shake their head for them. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's bad enough. I think that he's already getting a tell shot without doing anything. That they're just standing in the ring going, I'm Kane Velasquez, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, just, just, I, I, I can see how it can work. Like I said, they, they really need to go back and they really need to, mm. Like, give the backstory behind everything. Absolutely. Like you said, it's Fox now. Mm-hmm. Do a press conference of some sort. You know, put out some type of MMA-style press conference for this. And, and you know, like, it works with other promotions. And, and you know what? Like, we can... Okay, this isn't on the run, but I'm, I'm going to go into this just for a second here. Yep. Uh, All Elite Wrestling has done the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, have, have you seen this? Have you seen what happened? Was it with Chris Jericho and um, Cody? And Cody, yeah. Yeah, man. Cody coming out and just just attacking Chris Jericho at, at a press conference. Good stuff. Claps all around. Like, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So why can we not have something like this happen with with SmackDown on Friday nights as well? Like Even do, like, a weigh-in type of scenario. And then have, like, the face-off and then have them get into, like, a shoving match or something. You know, and then even go back and, you know, and, yeah, like you mentioned, tell some backstory so that people who aren't, you know, MMA fans and watch this match happen in UFC, we're going to have a clue of what's going on. And, I mean, uh, just it seems to me like they're really banking on people already knowing that this thing exists in UFC, but not everybody does. You know, That's the, right. The UFC ain't what it used to be. So, nope, nope. You know, Cain Velasquez wasn't that big of a standout star. You know, he's not your Chuck Liddell's. He's not your Tito Ortiz's or your Randy Couture's. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was good, but he wasn't somebody that when you think MMA, it doesn't scream Cain Velasquez. That's all I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's right. So we had mentioned Crown Jewel, Carl. Um, so it looks like we're going to have something involving Mr. Ric Flair and Mr. Hulk Hogan, correct? Yes, we are. We are going to have... Le- Almost like a Survivor Series type of five on five. We're going to have Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Cool. I get it. Like, I I, I get it, right? Like, two of the biggest names to come out of professional wrestling, you know, really from different organizations. Um, Let's see who can make the better team and be, you know, the best. I I get it. It's I'm okay with that. The this Saudi prince, he he's got some major nostalgia kind of going with this thing. Uh, I'm curious to see who who the the teams are going to be going forward. But do I want to see any kind of interaction or stuff with Rick and Rick Flair and Hulk Hogan? For me, no. Um, no. And this isn't a big selling point for me. You guys already know, and Carl damn well sure knows that I, I I'm not a fan of the Crown Jewel events. There's nothing here that screams me that I want to watch it. Yeah, I have very mixed feelings about this. Uh, I like Ric Flair, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's it's going to be a way to get, uh, you know, 10 people to be showcased. Um, and, and who better to, to you know, kind of be behind that than two of the biggest names that ever came out of the professional wrestling world. I get it. I understand what's being done. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so that everybody knows, like, this isn't just with uh, professional wrestling that the uh, Saudi Arabia is doing this. Like Saudi Arabia is actually, uh, from what I understand, building an entire arena for professional boxing matches as well. 
Like yeah. this, this isn't just professional wrestling that 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 this is going on with. Like the Saudi Arabian prince is going out there throwing around his money and uh, getting in so many different things into Saudi Arabia now yeah. that uh, like yeah, legitimately he's they're building an arena just for that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean it's it, it's 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 actually something pretty big. Like that's. Crazy that something like that's happening, but yeah, I mean, right now there's nothing that really grabs you and says you need to watch Crown Jewel. Nope. Um, will there be? Who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I think it's probably just going to be another nostalgic throwaway type of event, uh, getting some guys some time, uh, working in the ring and uh, collecting a paycheck. I can't disagree with you on that. Now, something else going on with the WWE, an interesting signing that uh, has apparently happened, and, and this one really took me by surprise. I, I mean, I figured that she was kind of on their radar, but we're talking Scarlett Bordeaux, Carl. Uh, looks like she'll probably show up in NXT. I would imagine they'll probably start her at some, some live events and then transition her over. Um, I like Scarlett. I just don't know how she fits into the whole atmosphere, with her, especially with her character in NXT. That's the biggest thing. I mean, people who know Scarlett Bordeaux right now know the character that she has. And I, I, yeah, I mean, it's going to be real hard to kind of bring that character over to, uh, to NXT. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I seriously hope that they let her keep the name Scarlett Bordeaux and don't change it. Um, let her keep the the same gimmick that she's got, but just maybe tone down a little bit because we know that it is quite uh, provocative. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, that's who Scarlet Bordeaux is. And then you start kind of taking that down and messing with that. Then you don't have the same character anymore. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Am I happy about it? Sure. Definitely I am. Another good talent coming over to NXT phenomenal love it but yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what they do because i mean as good as i mean as nice as she's looking at there's no denying that they the heterosexual male wrestling fan out there and there's definitely some nice stuff there to look at but i think what kind of get over gets overlooked with her is she can actually work pretty well in the ring she's no sasha banks or um or um charlotte by any means but i mean she can go and this might do her some good and maybe uh, get her even more in-ring experience to kind of legitimize her a little bit more. Yeah, definitely it would. I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't even talking anything about her looks that, that <laughs> I mean, that has absolutely no bearing on it for me anyways. Um, as a heterosexual male, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Um, if she can, if she can work, yeah. that's what matters to me because that's what you need is people who can actually professionally wrestle. True. So some more stuff going on with WWE NXT here. Something else on the run here, Carl. The, it looks like the Cruiserweight Championship is no more. It is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Now, my only kind of issue with this, and I think I've brought it up uh, previously as well, is that we have our NXT title, and specifically our NXT title holder and some other ones in the running here, that are arguably cruiserweights so this feels feels like it's an extra title that maybe doesn't kind of need to be there true but it's there 
It is there, yeah. So why not use it? I mean, why why allow it just to go defunct yeah. for no reason? If it can be used, why not use it? And and you're right, there are some guys on, you know, that are like world champs yep. in NXT that you know, kind of fit that cruiserweight bill. Mm-hmm. Um, totally, I get it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that those people have to be fighting for that championship. Uh, this is just an opportunity for the 205 Live crew to be able to showcase a little bit more on national television and not just the WWE Network, which I'm sure the views on the network were very dismal. Huh. This is giving them a little bit more of an opportunity just underneath the NXT brand now. Yeah, because I mean we've we've got the NXT championship, we've got the North American championship, and now we've got the NXT Cruiserweight championship. Like we need to cut it off at three, Carl. If we start getting any more than that, it's going to turn to everybody gets a trophy day. You're very right. They do need to cut it right there. Cut it off, boys. <laughs> That's three is plenty. I think two was enough, but three you're pushing your luck. Well, I mean, now that we've gone to a two-hour show, <laughs> I mean that's that's a little bit more time that they have to sure, fill. Yeah. So I kind of understand, you know, having having the extra the extra title in there, and why have to go through, you know, the entire process of having to create a new championship because now we're at a two-hour show mm-hmm. when you don't need to. You can just leave it the way that it is, right, and have, you know, three championships and one that's already established. Mm-hmm. So. Going from that, Carl, I think that um, we got two debuts to kind of talk about here. What do you think? Do you want to do NXT or do we want to do AEW Dynamite first? Either or. I mean, um, let's do NXT. Okay. I only got to watch some highlights of this uh, because when this was happening live, I, I was strictly just watching AEW Dynamite. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to actually see much of the NXT show, but I, I hear that that was it was very solid. They they definitely pushed out a a very NXT takeover ish kind of show. And having said that, they I won't say got blown out of the water by AEW, but they were pretty handily beat. Given that they put out almost a t- in it, like a takeover type of show, which was surprising. Yeah, well, I mean, we I've said it before, you know, like they're coming out guns a blazing with the NXT mm-hmm. uh, on on the the new television programming deal, right? So now it's it's kind of like, huh, like yeah, we get it, we understand, like this is the first show that's being put out there onto national television, but did you seriously need to like? amp it up to the extreme of like a takeover or should you just maybe have, I think I would have been happier with just character development Mm -hmm. for television. Yep. Right. Like don't go out there and just give everything you've got because now that's what people are going to be expecting all the time. You should have maybe just done a little bit more character development and then allowed the people that have not seen NXT that are now tuning in because it's on cable television mm-hmm. allowed them an opportunity to learn who these people are and just had solid matches. Because then if they still would have gotten beat, it wouldn't have looked as bad it, to me. That, that's how I'm kind of seeing this whole thing here. We you know we had two yes. title uh, matches and we had a lot of the marquee names and they still got beat. 
So, yep. you know, and, and another thing too that I don't know what your feelings on this are, but they they went as far as, as congratulating AEW on their their opening show. I don't think they needed to do that. To me, just it, it, it screams intimidation. And, and from day one, almost WWE has been the one to kind of make this into a war type thing. We're going to get into this later on in the episode. I don't want to get into that aspect of it too much, but WWE is, seems to be one that they're the ones that are shooting, uh, taking the shots. Um, For the most part. Yeah. I mean, definitely they were, um, I get it, but I mean, Cody was too like AEW was throwing it out there too I mean you can't go out there and take a a very iconic thing like a throne and a sledgehammer Mm -hmm. and destroy a throne with a sledgehammer and not expect any type of uh, you know uh, reverberation from you know the person that you've just done this against Mm -hmm. like it's been it's been a back and forth between the two of them. A hundred percent, it has. Um, as for them congratulating AEW, um, okay. So there's a company out there called Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. They have a code of honor where it doesn't matter who you're facing, you go in there and you shake hands. I think that's exactly just what this was. Yeah. This was just a, a a way for them to go. You guys are doing something good. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. And and. Are we going to see like every week them going and and praising AEW for what they're doing? No, they definitely not. not. Yeah. And and I wouldn't expect that at all. But did I expect them to kind of go, wow, good job, guys? Yeah, damn right I did. You know why? Because this is the world of professional wrestling and we should all be taking part of it together, no matter if we're rival companies or not. Mm. We need to build each other up in this world of professional wrestling. If we continue to build each other up the way that things have have happened, we're going to continue to grow as professional wrestling. Yes. If we just decide that we're going to start crapping on everybody, then people are going to start making their alliances and making their allegiances to different promotions. And then people are going to start losing out because we're not going to get the best professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. Go For ahead. Sure. <laughs> you tell me. You, you, tell me how you really feel. So with the NXT thing, like I said, for me, just the big thing is that they put on a good show, but I think that they did too much on that first show and coming on and losing end, I think it, it damages them a little bit. They didn't do much storyline or establishing their, their main characters to the people who aren't regulars. But, I mean, there's still time to recover from this, so it's not all doom and gloom. So we'll, I'll still be keeping an eye on it. Now, flipping over. Definitely. we got to remember, yeah. it was just one. It yes. was just one week. Yeah. One week, one that's week. all we're talking about right now. But I, I will say, uh, I don't know if you saw the graphic that I, that I put up, Carl, when that uh, was going on. It was the, the Google Trends. And you plug in, this was actually something that, that I did myself here. You plugged in. WWE NXT and Ollie Wrestling and Google creates a chart for you for all the kind of was going on and which one was being talked about. And we had the red line with being NXT. We had the blue line being AEW. The red line is basically flatlining through the whole time. And the blue, which is AEW, kind of going up and peaking and dropping and peaking and then three quarters of the way through just skyrocketing. So, yeah. you know, it was very, very clear who the fans were talking about. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. You know why? Because there was actual promotion put behind all of this. Bingo. 
This isn't just a, you know, uh, a three week of, oh, NXT is now moving to to the USA Network. So, yeah, just make sure you watch it. Right. Give you know, us a this reason. Was all Elite Wrestling going out there and for a month talking about building up towards letting people know, continuing the YouTube shows where they're telling people, hey, don't forget, we're going to be sh- being on, on this network. We're going to be shown to you in your homes. We're mm-hmm. You're going to see us every week. And they continued to build that and remind people. Whereas with NXT, it was just kind of like one and done. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we're moving. Okay, make sure you watch. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Now, rewinding to, to last week, Carl, because in typical turnbuckle talk fashion, we had talked about AEW's debut, and we still hadn't had really a platform outside of Fight TV to watch this. Well, I mean, like minutes or possibly hours later, a very, very 11th hour last minute deal was struck with TSN to, to show this. And, uh, it was to the point where I heard about that and then, and I contacted my cable provider to, to get signed up. And even they weren't really aware of this. They were like, Oh, you want to sign up to the, that literally the, the person in the chat room from Rogers, my cable provider was like, Oh, you want to sign up for the WWE network? I'm like, no, AEW is a different company, you know? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we can, we can sign up and they show all the wrestling shows. So I'm literally teaching this, Rogers agent about professional wrestling. I go, no, we have WWE and then we have AEW's an entire separate company. They're running on TSN. I want you to sign me up for TSN because I want to watch this. Wow. So yeah, so we, we've got, uh, I've got it on TSN here and TSN two, TSN two it's on yes. now before getting into the matches or any of that kind of stuff. One of my most favorite things about this, Carl is the commentary team. We have JR and Tony Schiavone doing commentary on the same show at the time, at the same time, sorry. And it is fantastic. The fact that the th- our third guy in there is in there is just icing on the cake. The fact that we have JR and Shivani commentating on the same thing at the same time, it's the, the, the young wrestling fan of me is giddy just thinking about it. Exactly, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tony Schiavone, one of the voices of WCW alongside JR, yeah. Jim Ross, back together again to do commentary for a professional wrestling show. Takes me back to my younger days of when we were flipping channels back and forth on Monday nights. Man, fantastic and excalibur there too yes we, we can't yeah. exclude him Calibre. right no, do it okay. doing doing a, a good job as well yeah. but but these two together again was like a breath of fresh air for commentary mm-hmm. yeah and the, the matches were solid all all throughout um we had we had cody versus uh, sammy guarva you used to they, they even managed to make guarva look good i think ha, ha, given that being a wwe thing they wouldn't have established anything with him. He feels like somebody I should care about now. And in, and Cody feels like Cody, you know, we had MJF versus Brandon Cutler. Um, Cutler looks like he may have gotten injured there. If you go back and watch that match on the, um, on the top rope, it looks like he might've tweaked his knee. Hopefully not too major of a thing. MJF doing MJF stuff. Um, we had the AW championship, uh, women's championship match between Nala Rose and Riho. Um, definitely a little surprise, um, there. I, I think that size wise, you kind of had to go with Nyla Rose there, but given some things going on, they went with Riho. Um, afterwards there was a lot of kind of stuff going on. Nyla 
seems to be legitimately kind of disappointed what's going on. That could be character, could not be. Who knows? Um, they're keeping kayfabe with a lot of the stuff, which is great. Um, we had Paige versus Pac, a match that was supposed to happen a while back. They they did that. That was it was fantastic. We had Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and Santana and Ortiz, and the stuff that happened after. They they established who is on what side. And they even hooked you in for the following week. It was, I won't say it was a perfect show, but it accomplished exactly what it needed to. Yeah, by far, it was not a perfect show. No. But they really put everything out there. You talk about, you know, this this whole NXT thing, like we said, where they needed to kind of do character development. That is exactly what all yep. elite wrestling did. They showed you who the who the heels are. They yep. showed you who the faces are. You know who you're supposed to be cheering and booing for. Yes. You know who is the good guy and who's the bad guy in this entire situation. And then the hook at the end to really grasp you and like bring you into man, that was phenomenal. And I need to check out next week now to find out what's going to happen. Classic, classic professional wrestling. I mean, we've seen it a million times, but this just felt real and it felt so natural to everything. It just felt so good. Mm hmm. The only negative thing that kind of came up of this, and it's not for myself, but when the show's kind of going, interacting with a lot of uh, you know people on Facebook and the internet wrestling community, there are, there are a few people, I'm, I won't name anybody by names, all I will say there were some people saying, oh, there's too many commercials. <laughs> this is network television, folks. There's absolutely nothing. This is out of AEW's control. The network is dictating when these commercials come on. There's nothing that we can do about that. Just just watch the wrestling and, and enjoy it. The commercials, we can't do anything about it. If they want to show a commercial for Preparation H in the middle of the show, it's going to happen, people. We can't do anything about it. Now, for a lot of people... Um Okay, so I know for you with TSN, with TSN two, yeah, they are they are not doing this as of yet, but for a lot of other people in the United States, they had picture in picture, yeah, like legit, they had picture in picture. Um, I I had to I had to get a stream or I had to get a, a different way to watch, um, watch the show because I don't have TSN, yeah, um, but like I I was able to download download an episode. And it had picture in picture and I was sitting there going, wow, this is, this is great. Like I'm, I'm loving this. Now it didn't happen during like entrances or anything like that, but if they had to cut away to commercial during a match, that match stayed on the screen Mm -hmm. and I was blown away. I'm like, this is exactly what needs to happen. This is what should be happening because we need to see what's happening during commercial breaks. So am I paying attention to the commercial? No. I'm still paying attention to what's happening on my screen with the professional wrestling. Yeah. Hopefully, TSN will kind of adapt that same thing. So anybody that's talking about commercials being in there, do you complain when the Big Bang Theory has commercials? Do you complain when your Sesame Street has, has, you know, commercials? Do you complain when your Barney has commercials? Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, it's you have to. Have, that's how they get paid. Bingo. It's called paid advertisement. 
Now, with the way that the commercials are showing uh, are being shown, I will disagree with you a little bit. I, I feel a little bit opposite on that, and not just for the sake of being the opposite of what you're saying, Carl. But uh, for me, when it comes to the commercials, I would rather it cut away and and not see the stuff. To me, it's uh, then I'm kind of left sitting there going, "Okay, I want this commercial end to come." Uh, it, it almost kind of builds up the anticipation. If I'm seeing a commercial and the wrestling going on side by side, then I feel my attention is kind of divided. You know, in, in uh, WWE pay-per-views and pre-shows and stuff, I hate when they do the picture-in-picture thing where they have the wrestling and they have the big uh, big Snickers commercial going on. I despise that. But uh, I get it. But in Canadian television, it's not really done that way. And uh, for me, I like the, the approach better of cutting away and showing the commercial. And then I'm listening there going, okay, I want this commercial on the end so, so we can get back to the action. It, for me, it, it builds up the anticipation. Definitely it does. But how many times, tell me, how many times have we had that that situation happen where um, I'm just going to use two names. Let's say uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon Okay, yeah. back in the day. Okay, So the two of them are in, in the ring. They're having a match. Shawn Michaels has the upper hand. Everything mm-hmm. is going in Shawn Michaels' favor. And then we cut to commercial break. Yeah. We come back from commercial break and Razor Ramon has the upper hand. And then, wait, what? What? Yeah. How did that happen? I feel you on and that one. We're left too. clueless yep. because eight out of ten times they never did a replay to show how that happened. Very they were true. just kind of like, "Oh yeah, Razor Ramon hit a uh, uh, double axe handle, and uh, yeah, got control back." Um, no, I want to see what happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I know it's different for you, like you just said, but for me, I, I would rather see how this happened and how this person now has the upper hand coming back from commercial break because that's what I want to see. Now, where I feel differently about that is when it comes to title match. If you're going to do title matches on weekly television, what I think they need to do is before that match happens, you load in your commercials. You do maybe even 10 minutes or possibly even more. And you come back and you say, okay, so one of our sponsors, let's say Snickers or whoever, uh, thanks to them, you know, we're going to present this title match in its entirety with a commercial break. Something like and, that. And that's, I mean, that's something that, that's uh, kind of been done before too, right? Yeah. Like WCW did that for a while. I remember that. I remember WCW coming back and going, you know, this is the last commercial break. We're going to be able to show you absolutely everything yeah. until <laughs> the uh, time runs out. And like that, that was great. Mm-hmm. Definitely it was. Uh, and, it, and it didn't even happen just for title matches and stuff. It happened just like on regular programming sometimes when mm-hmm. there was just a big match that was happening. So yeah, like that would be a cool idea too. Definitely it would. And especially the big matches and the title matches, especially in AEW where they're saying the wins and losses matter. You really want to, to put across, you know, hey, you know, a win or a pinfall or something that can happen at any time and you don't want to miss it, right? So, yeah. Okay, Carl. So some other stuff that we want to kind of get to here, uh, kind of a follow-up on, a, on another story. Matt Taven looks like he's going to be staying with Ring of Honor. Uh, this is uh, interesting and not what I was expecting. Definitely was not. If you guys uh, haven't listened to the last podcast, please go back and listen to that where Big Joe tells you how he feels that this match (laughs) and after the match that he had, that he felt that Matt Taven was leaving for somewhere else. And turns out that, uh, you know, other people had had the same thoughts. So Matt Taven actually went out there and and made it clear that he is not leaving. He is staying right where he is with Ring of Honor. Yep. Hey, he worked me. Congratulations, sir. Mission accomplished. Um, also, NWA has begun 
taping their weekly shows, which uh, as we had said, uh, it's going to air on Facebook and YouTube. Don't know when the first episodes are going to air unless you have that news, Carl. I believe a week from Tuesday. Okay. That set for that looks incredible. It's got that almost kind of uh, studio. It's it's going to be like a studio type show. It looks very intimate. It's going to have a very different kind of dynamic. I'm curious to see what they're going to put together down there with Billy Corgan there. For the older fans who have not seen this set yet, think back to the old NWA Crockett promotion type of shows. You have that picture in your mind. That's what you're seeing. Yeah. And also, our friends over at OVW are partnering up with Susan G. Komen. This was a bit of a surprise because um, I know that they're pretty tightly integrated with the WWE. Definitely, it was a surprise. Our friends over at OVW uh, owner Al Snow. Al Snow is also the creator of Collar and Elbow brand, a brand that we are part of. Yes. You want some of the hottest wrestling merchandise available out there for you today? Go and check out collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code JKPODCAST. Get 10% off your entire purchase that happens there as well. They go through and they have so many different things that they're supporting. They support the Cauliflower Alley Club as well. Like if you round up your purchase to the nearest dollar, that roundup goes to the Cauliflower Alley Club. And now partnering up with Susan G. Komen, which I can kind of get and understand. I definitely do because Susan G. Komen has kind of gone a little bit by the wayside when it comes to uh, the WWE because they're doing a lot more with Connor's Cure now as opposed to Susan G. Komen. So what better way for, you know, OVW to kind of get their name out there as well? Go with Susan G. Komen. Yeah, for sure. And for those who aren't aware, because we are a partner with thegrillposition.com, uh, Michael Malcor um, over there, he's been working with uh, OVW as well. He's actually been working with the, um, the upper management there to help develop some of these new talents. So some some very cool stuff there. Congratulations to Michael there, uh, getting involved with them. Some uh, excited to see what uh, OVW is going to do going forward. Me too, and I'm only expecting the best coming out of it. I mean, we're talking Al Snow, a consummate professional in the professional wrestling business. Mm-hmm. The guy has his hands all over. He owns the company. His hands are on all of it. It's only going to be good things. Mm-hmm. He very much has the the very old school mentality when it comes to uh, the, uh, keeping kayfabe in the business and just the, the approach into the ring and whatnot. He's, he's a very uh, unique uh, individual in that personality. Uh, like him or hate him, uh, you have to respect his approach to the professional wrestling business. Definitely. All right, Carl, we are going to take a brief break here and we're going to come back with an interview with, I believe this is his third time on the podcast. I had the chance to sit down with Mr. Dusty Gold to talk about his recent uh, championship win, his approach on social media, and his upcoming match with another previous Turnbuckle Talk guest, Mr. Brian Cage. We're going to have that interview coming up next. An instant classic, people. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely. What's up, guys? This is the standard Dusty Gold. Coming from you from Fayetteville, Arkansas. I'm with Joe and Carl for Turnbuckle Talk. Hey guys, Big Joe from Turnbuckle Talk here. Back with another interview here. This one 
kind of came together at the last minute. Saw some postings on uh, social media, went on. I thought I'd reach out to a former guest of ours. So please welcome back. I think third time guest now, Mr. Uh, Dusty Gold, the current WCWA Ozark Regional Champion. Welcome back, sir. Well, it's good to be back. Glad to reach out. <laughs> it's been a little while, and you've been very busy. Before we get to the, to the big thing we want to get to here, this upcoming match that you have, tell us about uh, this recent title win. Uh, so, yeah, so WCWA is a relatively new company. It's been running for about seven months, and uh, I've had the pleasure to be there since day one and really build it up, and it's been growing. Fan base just gets bigger. It never dies down, and it's only gotten bigger. Um, and, uh, I got to fulfill a, a dream match in this tournament, uh, with a one match with Matt Seidel, nice. uh, formerly Evan Bourne, for those that might not know who he is as Matt Seidel. <clears throat> and, uh, cause I grew up watching him. Mm-hmm. So to be in the, the ring with him was awesome to be able to pull out a victory over him was even better, uh, to go on to the main event, which was a fatal four way with, uh, three very, very talented up and coming guys as well with trail tempo. Uh, Max Castellanos and Malico, um, Magnificent Malico. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen any of their work, you should probably go see them as well because they're all super talented and we've been the four top guys of this company. So there was no doubt that they were going to be in that finals with me. But all in all, I came out with the win. So Good stuff, man. Now, for people who are hearing you for the first time, like I've mentioned, uh, you've been multiple times on here now. Almost every day, dude, when I'm, I'm on Facebook and uh, I'm kind of scrolling around, you pop up on a regular basis for, for up-and-coming wrestlers. What kind of advice would you give for using social media to uh, your advantage when it comes to getting yourself out there? Um, well, what I learned from um, Danny Cage up at the Monster Factory was that you need to use the platforms that you're given, and social media is a huge platform for any upcoming and even guys that didn't have that opportunity to use social media when they were in can still be using it now. Um, and I try to take advantage of that and I try to make a post every single day. Um, if it post, I, if anything, I miss one day a week, whether it be, you know, my progression in the gym or what's coming up my show, I try to promote the shows the best I possibly can with what I have coming up. Um, trying to keep it on the regular feed cause it just dies down real fast, but if you keep posting, it'll keep popping up, and eventually yeah. more people will see it because some won't catch it when you first post it. So you got to post sometimes multiple times a day in order to keep things popping up. For sure. Now you had mentioned working out at the gym. What's your regiment like there? Because uh, again, you're you're on that treadmill. You're doing stuff all the time, right? Yeah. So uh, I usually stay away from the treadmill, though. Um, <laughs> usually it's a stair stepper, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I usually I try to take. Um, I'm on a new regimen. I'm on a bulk. I'm actually finishing it this week, and then I started a four week shred. Um, I've been doing the Kai Green, twelve uh, week bulk. I only use four weeks of it, and then I'm gonna I use uh, four weeks of his shred. Uh, I've done it for fourteen years lifting, and I've come up with tons of my own workouts. But sometimes you get to a certain point where you have to reach out and uh, sample out some some people's some other people's stuff basically. Uh, and it challenges you. Um, and this is exactly what this done. It's put on some serious mass. Um, I've gained 10 pounds, 11 pounds. Uh, so, um, definitely happy with the results so far. 
Um, but I am starting to lose my abs, so it's time to start shredding. <laughs> to go away. Um, so, but that's part of bulking. So. Now, and with, it, and with the, the and with the diet and whatnot too. Now. Do you really do you feel that in a match like you know given the uh, you know because obviously you're not eating at McDonald's every day so it uh, <laughs> like the rest of us but uh, uh, do you you feel the effects in the ring right you don't uh, you don't get tired or anything like that right so right and uh, so I actually uh, am running the school up here for WCWA nice. um, I'm running their training facility so I'm in the ring seven days a week nowadays um, if anything I miss like one one day a week. Uh, out of a ring so that's been the biggest factor on top of the working hard and, and that I'm able to get in there and work uh, with other guys I'm a very hands-on kind of coach and uh, so I'm constantly sweating my butt off and, and putting in that conditioning and cardio type stuff for in-ring as well all the time well you said all the hard work going in it has paid off sir and you have a big match set to happen Who's it for? Where's it happening? And who is this uh, this match with? So this coming Sunday at the Fayetteville Town Center in Fayetteville, Arkansas, for WCWA, where I'm the Ozark Regional Champion. Like you said, I won that championship. My first title defense will be against none other than the current Impact Heavyweight Champion, wow. Brian Cage. <laughs> That's huge, man. That's yeah, going to be a huge event. Like, this for months now, I've been getting big and bigger and bigger matches and bigger opponents, um, from Megal Wolf to Matt Seidel and now Brian Cage. And uh, my momentum's not slowing down. Uh, I'm getting these big matches and I'm delivering on these matches. Uh, and I did a, a vet interview uh, once I won the title, and they had asked me about that. And uh, the biggest thing was I want to prove that I'm on the world title level. That I'm not just another indie guy. I'm not, you know, a weekend warrior. I am the real deal, and I'm ready to get to that next level, get signed, and prove that I'm going to be one of the top guys once you put me on your company. These guys have entrusted me on these indie shows, and I've delivered. I pull a good crowd base. Uh, my gr- my fans just keep growing, and I mean, you if you entrusted in me, I'm going to deliver. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. Now, now, is this a match that you requested? Is it something he requested, or is this something the promotion set up? How, how did that all kind of come to be? So, the promotion set it up um, because this promoter uh, at WCWA believes that I'm the real deal, and that, he, and he wants to prove it by bringing in the top guys and having me face them, just so I can deliver every single time. Um, and that's one thing I've really appreciated about this company. Like I said, I've been here since day one. Um, wins. I haven't won every single match, but wins and losses. Um, I've gone out there and I've given 110 percent. Crowds always loved every single match, and mine's always one of the top matches that they talk about after they leave. So now, this matches are going to be other than being there live, which unfortunately I'm not going to get a chance to. Is there going to be in any other way to to kind of catch this to to watch? Is it being yeah. recorded? So, is it being aired anywhere? Uh, so we actually have a TV spot, but it's called a WCWA Rematch, but it's uh, Fayetteville Access TV. Yep. Uh, but we're also going to be posting it on YouTube. It just might take a minute for it to be posted. He's really focusing on these big matches and posting them. Um, but yep. we have, like we like I said, we've done shows for the last seven months, 
And about five months in is when they started the the rematch. So basically, it started from show one, and they just kind of started airing from there. Um, but I mean, we got free creative, you know, control over our matches. That's one thing I love about the indies, though, is I have control over my character and what yeah. I am and who what I do, um, and who I'm booking. And you know, if I don't like the booking that they're going to give me, I don't necessarily have to get. Um, so. That's one plus side to the indies. So I'm hoping that once I do get signed, they see my potential and I get utilized right. Yeah, and then this is actually for those who have been following our podcast for quite a while. We actually talked to Cage. I'm, this is going probably back two or three years now. He was actually working with um, uh, Lucha Underground at the time. And uh, it, it was uh, he's an interesting uh, character. You're gonna, I think you're going to enjoy the, the match with him, dude. And uh, I will say, you know, we talked to him on Skype or Facebook like we are now, and uh, he took up like the whole screen. So he's a big dude. So you got a bit of a challenge ahead of you, sir, but uh, best of luck. And uh, before we do go today, though, um, make sure and uh, plug anything you want to plug, your social media, and uh, where people can go to see you. Yeah, so I want to plug uh, – I'm not just going to plug myself this time. I'm actually going to plug some promotions, the bigger promotions that I work for. Um, that are doing a really good job. They always have really good talent. Uh, one is WCWA. You can follow them on WCWA Wrestling on Facebook, or you can go to WCWA Pro on Instagram uh, and on Twitter. Same. And then mine is the standard underscore Dusty Gold on Instagram, Dusty Gold 2016 on Twitter, and then it's just Dusty Gold. I have two pages. I have a likable fan page, and I have a friend request page. I am maxed out at 5,000 already on friend requests, so unfortunately, I cannot accept anymore, even though I have a bunch in my inbox. I cannot accept anymore, um, but that doesn't mean you can't go on there and, and follow what I'm doing. And then also, uh, Sword Championship Wrestling down in Dallas, Texas, um, which I have them coming up the following weekend. Uh, I've got a big match there as well. I'll be going for the uh, North American Championship that they have uh, that following weekend. I found out that this following weekend, I'll, I'll plug all three of these shows, too, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, on the 11th of October, I'll be in uh, Harlem, Harlem City, Texas um, for DFW All Pro. They're having their third anniversary show. I just found out that I'll be in a fatal four-way for their championship, their main championship um, for my debut. So for me to be able to be debuted and go for their main title, that should say something for anybody. Um and uh, it's going to be a killer match. And then the following night, I'll be in Dallas, Texas for SOAR, going for the North American Championship. And then I end the weekend in Sherman, Texas, uh, debuting for uh, King uh, King of Sports uh, Championship Wrestling. And uh, that's a newer company coming around, and I have a, an opponent, Christopher Hayden. I'm, I'm not um, uh, a stranger to him, so I faced him before, so... Nice man. I, I think uh, you have officially arrived now, because you, you you've reached the the max on uh, on social media on Facebook. You have you can't accept it anymore. I, I think that that's uh, it's official. Just, you have arrived, sir. Was that high? So <laughs> my Facebook's at five thousand. My Instagram's only at fifteen hundred. So go follow me on Instagram. Let's max that one out too, folks. Yeah, yeah. max that one out if that's possible. All right, so I mean, when you, when you guys are hearing, uh, by the time you hear this uh, episode, uh, this interview, this matches are going to happen, and who knows? Um, you know, we uh, actually we're going to try and make this a little bit more of kind of a regular thing with some more interviews because I know you guys have been kind of asking for this. So definitely going to follow up with you after that match happens to to see how it went. 
I'm definitely game. Just let me know a uh, date, and we'll work something out, and I'll definitely be back on. Absolutely. All right, Dusty, we'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Have a good one, man. All right, guys. So that was our interview with Dusty Gold. Carl, that was uh, that was a really fun interview, and this guy is going to be somebody to pay attention to. He is going to make some noise in this business, Carl. He's been putting in the work. He he has the look. He has everything that you need in a professional wrestler. Really excited to see what he does going forward. Me too. I mean, anytime that we've had the opportunity to talk with him before has always been a pleasure. And I'm so glad that you got to get this interview with Dusty Gold. Uh, the guy can only go up from here, really. I mean, the accomplishments are starting to come in and rack up for him. And I am super excited to see what happens from here. Absolutely. And as we're recording, actually the previous evening, his match with Cage has happened. I am going to catch up with him and discuss that match and whatnot. And that'll be on an upcoming episode as well. So stay tuned for more of that. Okay, Carl, we're going to take uh, another brief break here. And we're going to come back with our showstopper segment that you came up with this week. And it's going to be a good discussion. So stay tuned. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk. But check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Here is Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, guys, and we are at that magical time of the week. We are at our show stopper segment. Yeah. All right, Carl, this is your uh, topic for this week, so let us know what we're going to be talking about here. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights talking about... Should we be classifying this as a Wednesday night war or should we just be leaving it and just enjoy and appreciate professional wrestling? It's definitely an interesting discussion. I will say right off the bat with what's been going on recently, Wednesday evenings really feels like it's must see TV, whether you're on one side or the other, you're watching both. It's for, for me personally, it's the stuff that's been drawing me in the most with the, the stuff on, the Raw and the SmackDown side, not so much. Uh, Ring of Honor I mean, is still in the picture, but you know, maybe not quite to the same extent. Wednesday nights really feels like it's going to be the big night for wrestling now, just in, in general here. Yeah, it definitely is, and I, I, I think, I mean, this this showstopper this week. Yeah, I, I want your opinion here, Joe. Yes. D- do you, Do you just want to sit back and enjoy good professional wrestling from all Elite and NXT, or do you actually? think that it should be classified as a war and have that type of, of aura over top of it? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I would like to see it be coming across as a real head-to-head kind of war. My only concern then is we don't really necessarily want to repeat history when it comes to WWE and WCW because we saw how that kind of all unfolded, and especially with AEW really having that WC, that modern day WCW kind of feel because that's always going to be in the back of my mind is do we want to repeat history here again? Having said that, I really want to see both companies pushing each other and we, they don't always have to necessarily name each other by name. Just have it be to where, I mean, it, just like with any, any other industry, whether it be 
you know, just talking uh, in the technology business or, you know, even in the food business, competition, good, strong competition on either side makes for overall better products. And that's what I want to see here. I want to see both companies step up their game and try and outdo the other one. I, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, you, you go to the food adage, okay? Um, I've, I've never heard of the burger wars. I've never heard of the taco wars. I've never heard of the fried chicken wars. Taco wars right? does sound pretty good though, by the way. Taco wars do sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> but do we really need to put onto this Wednesday night, do we really need to make it Wednesday night wars? Take, take, take something out of the page of, of Burger King and McDonald's. Two of the the oldest burger companies uh, that are out uh, and biggest that are out there today. Um, sure, they throw little jabs at each other once in a while. Definitely, yeah. um, you're even seeing that now with like Popeye's chicken and uh, Mary Brown's chicken and KFC chicken. Yeah. Right, they're throwing just these little jabs at each other once in a while. But it, it's it's not a war. It's just healthy competition that's happening. And and I think that that's that's what we need we need to to kind of keep it at we, we, to 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 build this as a war I think is just going to put that that old WCW WWE type of 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 nostalgia on it and it's only going to cause problems and not actually give us good professional wrestling because if we do continue with this and and have it as a war we're going to see both sides fighting as hard as they can and then we're going to start seeing injuries and we're going to start seeing things kind of kind of go down because we're not having those top stars there to really be able to uh, put out a hundred percent just stop with this whole uh, for me personally I, I would love to see a stop to this whole Wednesday night war adage that's going on on it and just put an adage of great professional wrestling on Wednesdays that's it that's all we need. I, I agree to a certain extent. For me, maybe not so much the, the war type of thing. I, I think that I, I would rather see it more kind of like just be, okay, both companies are coexisting together. They don't necessarily have to go about it with the, the ultimate goal being, okay, you know, we, we want to just, we want to like eliminate the competition because I mean, obviously that's not going to happen on either end, you know, at, at least when it comes to AEW warring with AEW and thinking, oh yeah, we're going to unseat WWE. It's, it's obviously it's not going to happen. I mean, and we even see demographic wise that they're appealing actually to very different audiences, which I, I didn't really necessarily expect. Um, so I, I think that both can coexist and they can still push each other at the same time to innovate and be creative and to not necessarily have that mindset of, okay, you know, we're in this to take out said company and to, to steal their talent or to steal their production people. Cause they could start going that way too. If they, they really mm -hmm. wanted to do that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be with that approach that they could still push each other. But like I said, not with the ultimate goal to, okay, we have to destroy them. Right. That's right. And, and and I think pushing each other doesn't necessarily have to be out there and known to the entire wrestling community. Yep. They they could simply do something on a show that's going to, uh, you know, some fans might pick up on it. And, and you definitely know that the other company is going to pick up on it. And they're going to be like, oh, that was a little shot that was fired. Yep. OK. OK. Yeah, we see we see you. We see you and we're going to raise you 10. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. make sure that you watch us because we're going to raise it. Right. Yeah. Like 
that type of stuff uh, would be perfectly fine. And I'm okay with that because it's going to have good, healthy competition and it's not going to be, as you said, one company trying to take out the other company in a quote unquote war type of situation. Cause we don't want to start seeing like with the, uh, I believe it was WCW that was doing it where, where it started to get so kind of heated and really against each other, where they, they were actually reading out the results that were happening on, on raw, I believe at one point that that's yeah. not, that's not cool, you know? And another thing too, that kind of along with this whole thing, something I want to kind of put to bed, cause I'm still seeing on social media and it's, it's a little mind blowing to me, this idea that AEW and WWE are somehow in, in bed together and that the AEW is actually almost kind of like a brand. No, I mean, for anybody who, who thinks that, just debunk that right now. Get that out of your mind. AEW has is not involved directly in any respect with the, with WWE. Just eliminate that from your thoughts, please. That's like seventeen degrees of separation type of conspiracy theory crap right there. Yeah, man. Wow, <laughs> it's out there. That's the scary part. Wow. Yeah, they are not the same company. People, get over yourself. Right. <laughs> just saying. But yeah, uh, at the end of the day, um, I know it's a bit of a cliched statement. As, as long as both companies can be good and put on a good product, then the fans are ultimately the ones who win. That's right. And I mean, like I've had people messaging me. I want, I want to, I want to just shout out right now our loyal, loyal listener and fan, Don Lewis, That's who after absolutely everything that happens, he's messaging me and he's telling me, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking." Right? Yep. And he's he's always asking, "What do you think? And what do you think?" Right? Like I, I just want to read out here a little bit that him and I have talked about, and it wasn't very, very much, but like this guy is on top of everything all the time. So I, I definitely, Don, love you. Like this is this is great. This is exactly the type of interaction that we want from you people. So we're on social media mm-hmm. at TB Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you follow us and give us your interactions. Don here says AEW show and NXT. Wow. He says, if this is anything like the Monday Night Wars, look out. It's going to be good for all of wrestling. I wish both companies the best of luck because I like what they're both trying to do for wrestling. There you go. So like it's it's just it's it's amazing like this is the type of stuff that we want to see people interact with us. Yeah, and just in the fact that this is happening, you know, it's for a little while when we were just basically having the red and the blue things were getting pretty pretty dull. Now with this catalyst in here with AEW, it really seems like just when you go on to like even now when I go onto Facebook, it's dominated by wrestling discussion, which. Yeah, there's some toxic stuff out there, but the fact that it has everybody talking in the bigger scope of things is a good thing. We're, we're, we're maybe not getting quite back to those Monday Night Wars where we were calling each other and say, hey, you got to watch. Stone Cold just came out. Glass just broke. He's hosing down the ring with beer. You know, but we're, we're, we're getting into that, that realm now where wrestling is being discussed a lot around and it's uh, only good for, for us. It's only good for fans. It's only good for our network. It's yep. uh, just an overall win. Wrestling is a cool thing again. It definitely is. All right, Carl. I think that about wraps it up for for this week, unless there's any kind of breaking news. Um, The only thing that that I kind of caught a peek at here, I don't know if you've seen this, was it looks like Kylie Ray might uh, be possibly signing with Impact. I know she's going to be appearing there. So that's kind of cool. Definitely it is. And and especially we're talking... um 
you know, like she she got out of her her AEW contract, and and then for a while we were just kind of thinking like she was done, like that was it, and injuries happened or whatever. But now to see that that like go into a different company, um, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to be like that person, but it yeah. kind of makes you wonder like what happened, what actually happened, what went on I've, for her to you know kind of you know be gone from the one company, and now with another mm-hmm. what i was kind of hearing about that is she almost kind of got a little bit of stage fright i think um with this big show and audience kind of coming up i think it freaked her out a little bit and she wanted to just kind of keep things a little bit lower key which i mean i have total respect for that that could very well be um yeah i mean i mean really only only time can tell right so yeah. um yeah, I mean, I think maybe the 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 only other thing out there that we could uh, mention, like of of any type of like breaking news, uh, Roman Reigns injured. Oh boy, um, injured his knee during Hell in a Cell. Um, he he says, and and I quote, "Yeah, I tweaked it out there, but don't worry, I'm gonna Wolverine that thing tonight, and I'll be ready for SmackDown in Las Vegas on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, get some rest, and I'll be back to do my best." Um, so I mean, that was that was really about it. Like, and thankfully there was really like no other, um, injuries or anything like that that happened. Um, so like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. Like, that's great. Uh, but yeah, like really there's nothing much else out there to talk about. The only other thing I'll kind of add before we do go, Carl, is I did share this on my Facebook page and I will share it with you folks in case you, you're not on Facebook or you don't necessarily follow me around social media. Uh, this is coming from a porno company called Brazzers. Uh, it's right from the, their actual Twitter account. Hey, WWE, let us know if you need advice on how to craft logical and coherent storylines with satisfying finishes. Hashtag H-I-A-C, Hell in a Cell. Wow. So we know that that was just, uh, you know, that was part of the uh, daily email that you get from Brazzers with all of your porn. We get it. We get it. No, <laughs> all joking aside, yeah. uh, like seriously, um, what's what's the number one profession in the world? Pornography. <laughs> right. And uh, and if they're offering their services, yeah, why not, right? <laughs> offering their services. Wow. Um, I think the WWE should uh, should go. Hey, yeah, let's hire a couple of you writers. Show us what you can do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, dude. Well, that about wraps up for this week. So we'll see you guys on the next one. Ciao. Thanks for tuning in to Turnbuckle Talk. This is Vinny DaVinci here with Joe and Carl. All your wrestling information and news coming right at you live here on the podcast.